This is People Every Day. Coming up, Tiger Woods seriously injured in a car crash. Plus, Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers' engagement confirmation, a school board under fire, and I catch up with Veep's Tony Hale. It's February 23rd. Hi, guys. This is People Every Day, presented by Macy's. It's me, Janine Rubenstein, and it is Tuesday. Later on in the show, I get to talk to the very sweet and very funny Tony Hale, all about life after playing Gary on Veep, uh, the new season of his animated show, and parenting amid quarantine. So stay tuned for that. But first... Let's get into this really scary news about Tiger Woods. The L.A. Sheriff's Department reported that the legendary golfer has been injured in a rollover car accident out there that happened around, I guess, 7 a.m. this morning. And they had to use the jaws of a life to free him from the car and then transport him to the hospital where he's receiving treatment, literally in surgery as I speak right now. Um, We know that he was the only one in the car, thank God, because he has kids. And and that's the first place my mind went. But there's not a lot out there about how he's doing, um, if he's recovering, how bad it was. Uh, So just really putting out good vibes for for everyone involved. Um, Okay, let's get into some lighter news. Uh, Joining me now is Deputy Editor Wendy Noggle and Music Editor Melody Chu to help dig into all the other top stories out there. Hello, ladies. Hi. Hi, Janine. Hi, hi. Okay, so let's get into this happy news, right? Shailene Woodley, actress Shailene Woodley, she made it plain. She told Jimmy Fallon, I am engaged. Reading that you are engaged to football great Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> is, that, is that true? Are congratulations in order? I mean, I've been reading that too, which is kind of, it, it's, it's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, Yes, we are engaged. We are engaged. Now, this is the first time we're getting the confirmation, yeah, that she and Aaron Rodgers, famed football star, are engaged. This is happening. And now this is something we knew, kind of, right, Wendy? They were dating. He said he was engaged. And and now we're getting the confirmation. But there was some secrecy around them a little bit. Well, I think it was such a surprise because it's like so many things during COVID. We hadn't seen it happening before our eyes. You know, they were able to kind of hide this relationship. Sneaky, I think sneaky. not deliberately hide it. But just because there haven't been events and there haven't, you know, you haven't been able to go out and she hasn't been able to go to a football game, as she said last night, they were a little under the radar. He is a huge football player. Uh, This is like his everything. And she is not, right? Like she is not that Giselle that is just rooting from the wings, right, Mel? No. And sometimes you wonder when people, celebrities are like, oh, I didn't know who he was or um, all that. I actually believe her because I just don't think like she's never been a huge sports fan or 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 football fan rather, and um, I don't know. It's just so funny. She's like, I never thought I'd be marrying a football player, and I believe her. I do too. I mean, if you if you know Shalane Willie, this she's a great actress, of course, but she is an activist. She is uh, my my favorite thing is that she makes all of her own products, like her own deodorant, her own shampoo. Like, so she just doesn't seem like the you know the cheerleader type in the seat. So you can tell that they've connected over something deeper, right? 
Well, yeah, she even mentioned that. She's like, I know him as the guy who loves Jeopardy. And, <laughs> um, you know, she went on to talk about her role in Mauritanian about this, this innocent man in Guantanamo, Guantanamo Bay. And so you see this kind of connection and a different side uh, to Aaron Rodgers that I think people aren't used to seeing, which is a great thing. And, and she also so nicely teed up his hosting gig on Jeopardy, which is going to be coming up in April. So <laughs> it was, it was, it was a well-played moment. I'm excited for it. What are we thinking wedding wise? Like, what do we envision? I just want to, I want to dream cast this wedding, this Uh-oh. wedding dress. Every Like, what are you guys seeing for this couple? I feel like they'll be in like a forest with fairies. <laughs> I don't know. She's so, like, she lives that hippie lifestyle. I see her in like barefoot. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think very natural. You know, she just went to Patagonia and had a, a beautiful trip there and has done so much for the environment and animals that it'll be, you know, low impact wedding, very beautiful, probably very small. I like it. I mean, well, you're going to look to the right and see, you know, these like soft florals on all the bridesmaids. And then there's going to be these six foot 10 <laughs> <laughs> linebackers lined up on his side. I can't wait. It sounds so fun. Um, guys, some serious news that's just continuing, ongoing. We're in Bachelor Nation right now, and uh, we are getting a statement from Matt James, you know, the the organization's first Black Bachelor, um, finally addressing all of the drama that has been going on surrounding race, essentially, on the show. And and one of the contestants, Rachel Kirkinell, um, who was unearthed to have made some, you know, racially insensitive missteps in her past, uh, we find out that oh, she's still a, a big front runner on this show uh, up, up until last night. My, my producers were, who are stands, they watch the show incessantly. They were saying, you know, she was the one who got him to say, like, he's falling in love with her. But let's go to his statement and how this complicates things. Mel, what can you tell me about what he had to say about all the drama? So he's gotten a, a fair amount of criticism for staying silent um, or whatnot. But I think um, what people have to keep in mind is that he's also learning this in real time. Um, he, they're sequestered during the show. And contestants always say we only spend collectively maybe 24 to 36 hours together. Um, and so he just didn't know about any of this. And so last night he finally said, you know, it's been a really challenging time in my life. Um, and, and now that he's sort of had time to process, he put out this really pretty heartbreaking statement. I mean, it was such a ex- swirl of excitement around him when he was cast. And now all of this is happening. Um, and he also hadn't had the same experience as other Bachelor leads where they know this show, they know how it works. He's kind of thrown into all of it and he's navigating all of this, um, controversy for the first time. So yeah, I mean, he says he's been devastated, obviously, by everything that's happened. Um, the the conversation between Chris Harrison and Rachel Lindsay, even aside from Rachel Kirkinell, um, there's a lot more going on. Yeah, and 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 what was interesting to me, and and his, and his statement, you can totally feel him. He's in a very precarious position, um, but even more so because we're dealing with things that happened in the past that we're watching currently and drama that is unfolding currently. But he does not invoke Rachel Kirkinell in this statement really at all. What would we say could be the reasoning for that, Wendy, in terms of, of how to do this dance? 
Well, I think, you know, he obviously has some feelings for Rachel and he's probably sorting those out given these learnings. And I think one of the most touching things about his statement is when he was talking about Rachel Lindsay and how, you know, Chris Harrison really wasn't recognizing the load that she was carrying and mm. trying to explain this to the, to him. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's something that we see play out every day that, that, that we rely on some of our black friends and colleagues who, to educate us and not recognizing that, that that's a burden that they carry. And it's important to recognize that and listen and learn from that. For sure. For sure. And it, and it made you realize it's a burden that he is probably carrying as well. Uh, he says there were, you know, there it's showed kind of systemic issues within the franchise and, you know, who knows what he's dealing with. He said in his statement, he will, you know, have a lot more to say at the end of things. So so we will know how all of this played out um, soon enough. And lastly, you guys, let's get into something that is a, a little more universal <laughs> to all of us. Did you hear the school board in California, in Northern California? Oh, God, where I'm from. Uh, did you hear those tapings that went around of the school board hearing where you have these school board officials just talking very loosely off the cuff about parents. So if you haven't heard this story, basically there was a school board meeting, which they thought was closed to just the school board. And what they didn't realize is actually that was an open zoom session to the entire community. And they said some disparaging remarks and, you would kind of think one year in, we would have this Zoom thing figured out. Mm-hmm. And this was much more than a blooper. They they said some remarks that really just were inappropriate and, and uncalled for, basically referencing teachers as babysitters and that parents were upset that they weren't getting their babysitters back. Yeah, wait, actually, let's let's listen. It, it was recorded. It's, it's going around. You know, let's, let's listen to a little bit of that. Are we alone? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to call me out, I'm going to you up. <laughs> wow. Wendy, just as a parent, we're going to talk about yeah, both sides so... of it. We're going to talk about both sides of it. Okay. But like, let's be real. I... As a parent, like, how did you feel when, when you first heard this? I felt like, okay, we should all know by now the world is watching. Yes. Ted Cruz knows that. <laughs> the school board should know that. Any parent with a kid on remote learning yes. should know that as you're walking by, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think what is really difficult for parents and teachers and school districts right now in this country is is we're all kind of at our breaking point. We are all desperate for our kids to get back to school. We are all you know, piecing this together each and every day when the remote learning schedule changes suddenly when there's a snowstorm that you have to, you know, work around your work schedule as you're, uh, you know, doing Zoom office meetings mm-hmm. and things like that. And, and yet teachers have it are, are just, you know, they're juggling not only their own kids, but obviously they are teaching kids in real time in the classroom. And then they're teaching kids who are remote at home yeah. because you have multiple cohorts. And You also have school districts who, in many cases, have not had a lot of guidance from state and federal authorities that say, this is what works, this is a good plan. And so we're all just so frustrated. Um, And I think, you know, if if nothing else from this episode, I hope it reminds people to just have compassion for everybody that, you know, don't discount the teachers, don't discount the parents. I appreciate teachers more than anything. <laughs> it, I do not, 
you know, they're, they're not a babysitter. They're vital for my kid's future. Um, and so we have to, we have to keep that in mind as, as, as we're grappling with these issues. Yes. I, I would say all of that. And, and also, um, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all, especially not on zoom. <laughs> <laughs> because like you said, people are watching. I, I know my son is half in, half out. He has this hybrid um, situation that's going on right now. And and look, we're, we're not teachers. So I, I get both sides of this. And and so did the school board. They took it very seriously. They issued, uh, you know, huge apologies. Um, some of the members have stepped down as of now. Um, so, so, so they're handling it. But just give each other grace, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Count your blessings right now. You don't have to deal with this. It's chaos. <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> oh my chaos gosh. Out there. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Coming up after the break, actor Tony Hale on his own remote learning quarantine parenting struggles. Stay tuned. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I am joined now with Tony Hale to tell me all about, of course, Archibald's next big thing, but just about him and how life's going. It's so great to speak with you. It's good to see you. Crazy times, crazy times. Crazy times. Okay, we're going to get into Archibald, but um, I have kids. You have kids. How are you doing it? How are you doing this thing that they're making us do? You know, it's weird (laughs) after, uh, I know, How, how old are your kids? I have a, a five-year-old and a six-month-old. Oh, oh, yeah, you're busy. That you're part. busy. <laughs> um, that's tough. I have a fourteen-year-old, so and actually, she's going to be fifteen next week. So, um, Loy, right? Loy, yeah. I, I love honestly, that name. The, the hardest, the hardest part is yours is a totally different game because they're so little. But for her age, it's just being away from her friends. Yeah, like, that's just we can. The remote learning is definitely challenging, but. Just to not have that social component, that breaks my heart. Are you guys able to do any like pod type situations or like, well, I'm just, I'm trying to figure out. It's been so long oh, yeah. now that I'm like, I got to do something. <laughs> I get <laughs> it's it. getting ridiculous. <laughs> I get it. We do. We have a little uh, bubble of another uh, family that we're all very careful about who else we see. And then that's kind of, um, and she's very close to their kids. So that's a big, that's huge. And we'll do like, like we just did a um, a Valentine's white elephant gifting oh, thing nice. where everybody brought a gift and then you had you got to steal gifts from each other. So just to kind of be creative, we got a pinata. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. What I did for Valentine's Day, we stuck up um, 
valentines from like his favorite characters and stuff all over the house it was like (laughs) you know like like luna girl and 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 all these other they say that they love you or you're their valentine so he was like going around searching for valentines from like elmo and whatever we're just trying to figure it out Um, has he seen has he seen the new toy story did he see the new toy story uh yes he's obsessed with the new toy story and he's obsessed with forky i know Um, what i need to do I'll get, I need to, get, I'll send, what's your little ones? What's his name? The six-year-old? Reese. Reese. Mm-hmm. I'll send Reese a little voice recording from Forky just to oh say hi. God. I haven't and even like, told him I'm speaking to Forky right now. <laughs> He's going to lose his mind. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. Okay. So, so, so that's another, another voice, another, another offering for the little ones out there. Uh, DreamWorks Archibald's next big thing, which of course is a, a animated series that stemmed out of the book you wrote back in mm-hmm. 2014. So take me back to why this even came about, how it came about. Yeah. Well, years and years ago, I was doing Arrested Development and mm-hmm. I was, I kind of learned the lesson that I was on a great gig and I was still looking to my next gig. And I was wondering what my next gig was going to be. And it was that whole thing that if you're looking to your next adventure, you're going to miss the adventure that you're on. And so I wrote the book about that with my buddies, Tony Biagni and Victor Huckabee. And, and I really loved that experience. It kind of came and went, and I just loved doing the book. And then my buddies, Jake and Drew, heard me do a book reading of Archibald at this bookstore in LA. And they had the idea of like, what if we pitched a show around Archibald? Because he kind of learns the lesson of being present. And then in the show, he just has this attitude of he makes a lot of mistakes, but he has his attitude towards it is like, you know what? It happened. Let's go with it. And he sees the best in everyone and the best in every situation. And having <laughs> having worked on this little chicken for like the past four <laughs> years, he is pretty much. Yeah, for those who don't know, role. it's a chicken. <laughs> it's a chicken. It's a chicken. And he's pretty much become my role model because especially yeah. after the year we've had, you know, people are not seeing the best in everyone. They're not seeing, it's hard to see the best in this situation. And Archibald just is a constant reminder of me for that. So I have really gleaned a lot from him. Oh, that's awesome. And it, it's in its third season coming. Yeah, it's a totally new, it's a totally new season on Peacock, new episodes. There's, the first two seasons will still be on Netflix. And then this new season is going to be on Peacock. And it's going to be the same world. And just like, it, this is what's so fun about animation is there's just no limits. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can just kind of go crazy. Like there's one episode where they go to like, you know, a, a lake, but it's not a lake. It's a ball pit, you know, and it's just kind of like you can just go crazy. <laughs> and but the, he, he's very funny, very quirky. Um, but he just there's a really sweet lesson after each little story. I, he just constantly warms my heart. So I love him. Love them, love them. Awesome, awesome. Okay, in in adult world, uh, mm-hmm. the last time I saw slash heard from you, uh, you were doing a table read with Julia, Julia Louis Dreyfus and the cast mm-hmm. um, yep. to get out the vote in Georgia. And yeah. so, so basically, I mean, the Senate is your fault in a wonderful way, right? Like, <laughs> thank you, thank you. How was that getting together with the cast? I mean, Veep, of course, you've won so many awards for your role mm-hmm. as my, I mean, it's my favorite character on the whole show, Gary, uh, but uh, favorite character, don't tell Julia. Poor Gary. And, um, <laughs> and this, this show ended of course, in in that um, time spanning finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what was it like getting back together with everyone not too long ago? You know, it was, I, I like you, I, I loved the show during that time. 
there was there was a big need <laughs> and to be able to not only use that the platform that we have to mm-hmm. help bring change yeah um just to gather together man we just uh we really miss each other we really liked each other a little too much like we really <laughs> really liked each other and we made each other laugh and i don't know it was just one i was actually doing i just got back from vancouver i was in vancouver for like five and a half months doing this gig which was crazy and it was a very different show than Veep, but just like over Zoom, just getting with those guys and playing with Gary again. And I just clicked right back into that codependency. <laughs> just like, because <laughs> his codependency was slain. It was like, it was like riding a bike again. And just to see their faces and I don't know, it was a real joy. It's always a joy. I'm going to, I'm excited. We haven't seen each other. We, we hung out right before everything was shut down last spring. Mm-hmm. So just to be able to hug their necks again, I think, I think we all miss hugging. So I'm looking forward to that. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And and where are your Emmys? I just, I always wonder, like, wh- oh, yeah. where are they? What if I was like, they're right here? <laughs> <laughs> um, they're in my kitchen. My wife actually got an Emmy before I did. She was yes, a, yes. She's, a, she's a makeup artist. And she won one for her work when she was working in New York. And mm-hmm. so hers obviously gets the top shelf. And <laughs> I, I haven't gotten there yet. And then... Tell me, like, you, you have uh, just a, a bunch of other things. The Mysterious, I, I, there's just so much to ask about. The first season of Mysterious Benedict Society. Like, yeah. where are you finding the time? Are you back up and running, or is this all just over Zoom? Um, <laughs> what if it was? Um, that would be kind of amazing. Um, well, the crazy thing is, A, I'm, I'm always thankful for a gig. I mean, I can't ever, I'm so, not, I'm so thankful. The, the wild thing is, being in Vancouver, I wasn't able to come home for all those months. I'm telling you. I used to kind of poo-poo technology. I used to be like, oh, it's so separating. It's, it's pulling us apart. Yeah. Let me tell you right now, I am so grateful to technology. <laughs> I mean, FaceTime. I talk to my grandparents so much more now via, yeah. via Zoom and all that. And, and yeah. my grandma was the same way. She was like, all oh, these phones, you're always on these phones. And now she's like, Zoom me, FaceTime me. <laughs> I know. It's the best. So I am very, very grateful for that. And also this crew in Vancouver just, man, the fact that we shot an entire series through COVID, huge props to those guys because they got us, they really got us through it. Awesome. Well, Gary, I, I just, Gary. <laughs> no, call me Gary. I love it. Are you kidding? No, I miss Gary. Anytime somebody calls me Gary, I love it. Look, you can tell I'm just a super fan. I love it. I'm like talking You know what I love Gary about Gary, though, is you'll appreciate this. When I was doing, um, when Archibald started, I saw... Archibald and kind of I was doing Veep and Archibald at the same time so it's like I was shooting Veep and then I was kind of writing for Archibald and stuff and Gary was kind of like a mime like he yeah. Selena never let him talk so yeah. he just kind of stood in the back and would just and had do these most like, expressive eyes and just yeah. like <laughs> expressive eyes and would just give these noises and Archibald kind of does the same thing like he kind of goes huh and what? And didn't mm. like it's all these moans and stuff. And it's like Gary and Archibald has these little similarities because there was a big crossover when I was doing them both. Tony, this is amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I so appreciate you. Hang in there, friend. That was Tony Hale. For more on him and his animated series, Archibald's Next Big Thing is here. Hop over to people.com. And before you go, Tony, or Forky, rather, is a man of his word. Here's a little something that made my five-year-old son, Reese, smile. Take a listen. Hey, Reese, this is Forky. How you doing? Hey, I heard you really like Toy Story. I had such a fun time doing it. I hope you're doing really, really good and had a great Valentine's Day. Okay, Reese, have a fantastic week. Bye-bye. 
I played it for him at dinner and he just lit up and said, wait, mommy, so Forky's real? <laughs> Thank you, Tony. And I'll talk to you all tomorrow.